This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We live in one reality. But throughout modern history, we've accepted the notion that both science and Christianity were right. They were describing different versions, perhaps, of our one reality, but somehow they both existed in the same place. How does that make any sense when you think about it? We're coming to realize now, of course, that neither mainstream religions nor mainstream mainstream science has it right, but each has a point of view that lets us get a little closer to understanding the one reality in which we all live. Both are at their core belief systems. That's true of science as well. We have to get beyond our belief systems and approach the study of reality truly open-mindedly. When we do that, we begin to see a genuine reality that's more wonderful than our most optimistic imaginings. Its greatest fruit is a certainty, the certainty that you are an eternal being. You never begin. You never will end. Knowing that really does change everything. Our guest this week is Rochelle Wright. She'll be presenting at the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies Conference in July, July 10th to 13th, actually, in Scottsdale, Arizona. The theme of that conference is New Developments in Afterlife Communication. If you're interested, and I hope you are, go to ASCSI.org, ASCSI.org, for all the details, including a lovely picture of Rochelle. Rochelle is a therapist, She has pioneered, and I've seen this actually, and we'll talk about that. She's pioneered an extraordinary technique, extraordinary, for enabling people like you and me, just regular people who are going about their lives and have been bereaved, enabling us to have guided afterlife connections with our dead loved ones that are real connections. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you very much, Roberta. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. we're going to have in the third segment, please stick around for that, um, an actual experiencer, someone who has gone through this program with Rochelle, and she'll tell us what, what happened in her case. Um, but I met you, I guess, two or three years ago now at a conference um, where Rochelle and, and some of the people who had been through the program were presenting about her new book. What's the name of the book? It had just come out. Right. It's Guided Afterlife Connections. Obviously, that's the name. Right, of and what on the do. top, and and then the top line of it is, which isn't the name, but it, it's they come to change lives because that's a that's a part of it. That's what that's what they're mm-hmm. about. The people who mm-hmm. people who have died are just exactly the way they were when they were alive, for good and for ill, and they those who love us obviously want to help us if we're severely bereaved. They want to help us get past that so we can continue the work we're doing here and eventually then join them where they are. Um, so they, they, those who are trying to, uh, 
get through and and maybe get through with your help, Rochelle, are are trying to um, change lives to make us whole, make us heal, so we can go on. And that is exactly what seems to happen. Right. We're going to we're going to talk about what Rochelle does, which is amazing. But first, let, let me hear about your history. People wonder, who is this person now who's telling us that she's doing these incredible things? Um, what, what is it that, what, 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 what's in your past? I know you're a therapist. Right. How well, did you I've, come to this? Right. I've, well, I've been um, a licensed therapist for um, about 23 years, and, and I've been doing trauma therapy for that long. And in my work, um, it... It just has evolved over time. I I also have had things happen in my life, and my friends would say, well, write it down, you need to do this, and, you know, I would just be grateful it happened and, and move on. So it's kind of been in my life, and I have been in, involved in, you know, spiritual practices and working on myself. So uh, in my office, um, you know, people were getting better faster, and... Uh, it was interesting because uh, I remember one man who was really changing positions from working in a as a like a superintendent in a prison system. He was changing and just going to a truck driver. He was so happy, and so he walked out of my office and said to the secretary, "I don't know what goes on in there, but something happens in there." <laughs> so that kind of gives you, you know, just a little clue. I don't know what happens. I mean, it's like. <laughs> It's like I'm just a tool in the process of, of helping people heal. And um, so I knew that was, you know, going on. And then I saw where there was a, a six-credit class on um, this uh, gal who has an MBA was giving. It was called Paranormal Circumstances in Clinical Settings. And I thought, I'm going to go, you know. And so... I went, and it was very good, and then I was directed in certain ways, and uh, that's kind of how it happened. I don't know how much you want me to go into that, but... Well, so so you, you were doing hypnotism with these people, and they No, were... no, I was doing, um, in my office, I'm, um, I'm a licensed EMDR therapist. I've actually, by oh. now, I've been certified for 14 years in EMDR, and basically... I have been doing that. Uh, well, in tell the us office. what that is because most people don't know. Well, it has a <laughs> <laughs> eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is what it's called, and uh, it engages the right and left brain uh, in bilateral stimulation, and uh, the brain simply goes where it needs to go, and the brain wants to heal, and so as a therapist, you kind of you're taught to set back and let things just happen and not interfere, which really therapists want to help, so they want to talk, they want to do this and that. But yeah. in this case, you just need to let things happen. You know, you need to know how to do that, though. Uh, but it isn't, I mean, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, the EMDR people, they're not, you know, they're not, a lot of them aren't really, doing this particular work, I know they've gotten it in their sessions, but they're not really, you know, this isn't something that they're promoting because they they actually work with PTSD and, and a lot of them work with veterans and, and uh, 
and so forth. So, um, but that's how I got to it, and um, it was kind of a journey. It was like step by step by step, and um, I, you know, I was at this um, workshop. Somebody, the person who was doing it said, if I had EMDR, I would go back east and get this training uh, from the psychologist um, back there. And so I, in the break, I went and talked to her, and, and she just looked at me and said, you have to do this. <laughs> it was an order. It was really an order. And I, I realized it, and I went back sooner than I thought I was going to. But the interesting part about it was at that workshop, there were probably 50 people there, and no one else had been trained in EMDR. And there were psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, marriage and family therapists, licensed therapists, uh, social workers. And so I thought that was rather interesting. And um, I just picked up on it, and I did go back and get the training. But when I came back, I started doing it, and I realized after doing it twice that it needed to be completely redesigned because it just it just did, and so that's what I did. Um, and uh, it just what happened then is that I realized, my goodness, this is really something because it was everyone I did. I had quite a few clients that knew that I was going to do this, and so they were ready to do it when I got back. So I just started doing it, and every one of them had connections, and we were Isn't that just amazing. Wow! Just, oh my gosh. So that's how, that's how I said, we need to write a book. Uh, yeah. And so the book has like 26 stories, and that happened in 2010. That has 26 stories of real people, and most of the pictures are real. Most of the names are real. There are just a few that are um, to protect, you know, the person if there was there's some cases where they didn't want uh their identity known, and some a few of them, about three, were therapists, and they didn't want it. So, but most of them are uh, real, and they were so excited about be, about telling people about this. We were all so excited. It was like, <laughs> so that's how it happened. And I, like I said, I completely redesigned it. And um, so, and Craig Hogan, of course, um, he stepped in and. Uh, took the ball and just went with it. I mean, he yes. was really the person who made this go because yeah. uh, he did, and he he saw something, you know, in it that that he said, we've got to get it out. And uh, so that's that's how it started. And, uh, and so I did, got in Afterlife Connections for, oh, I don't know, quite a while before I started training. I didn't start training until... 2011, I think it was like November. So now I then I started training therapists, and the therapists I that I've trained, I've trained them. Um, you know, there's several in the United States, and they're on my webpage, and there's uh, some in Europe, in the UK, and uh, Belgium, and uh, yeah, in Canada, they're in Canada. So uh, and they're doing this work, and they're getting connections. So it it's it it yeah it can be taught, <laughs> and so basic pardon. I, I, the thing is, uh, it, the the whole EMDR thing is something which most people, 
I mean, I've had EMDR done to me. So I, I know the, what the therapist did was wave something in front of my face, kind mm. of. And I, I, what, what, what does it do? Where, where does that come from and what does it do? Because that's the key to what you're doing, right? You're, you're well, somehow getting is, at the brain is. a different way. Right. Um, the bilateral stimulation engages the right and left brain. And so the brain, you know, goes where it needs to go to heal. Now, some, you know, some therapists, um, I always, um, I used, I used tapping and then I used, um, my fingers for the eye movements. But I've always been really engaged with the client because there are some other ways that they do it with a light, a light bar and they do it with them. Their tappers and things yeah. like that, but but that's not me. I'm right there with the client, yeah. so that's just the style that I use. And um, so, what happens? It goes where it needs to go. You it brings up different memories, um, a different thought. You'll have bodily feelings, and uh, in doing this work that I do, um, that old pent up energy that's been in the body and. I just worked, I just did a GAC in the training yesterday with um, a therapist from Seattle and she was sighing and she was crying. This this happened 29 years ago, the person that we targeted and she's had a lot of work with it and all that, but she was. She had the loss twenty nine years ago. The loss, yes, a wow. child who was one day old. Oh. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yes, it was very involved. I won't go. I won't go say any more about it than that. But, but um, it was the whole thing was very traumatic. There's much yeah. more to it than that. And um, you know, she'd done a lot of work on it. So but yesterday, she was like crying. She was releasing energy. She was sighing. So our bodies carry this around. And hers, I said, can you believe your, it's been in your body for 29 years? And all the work she's done, and so it just is. Um, but but it was her mind, right? I mean, she had she had the grief in her mind, and our bodies but, somehow, our minds, brains have this ability to um, uh, access this old pain, and the the EMDR op- accesses that ability. Is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, the, the memory. The yeah, the memory uh, connects. You know, with with the bodily sensations that happened at that time. And oh so that, that's what gets released. Really? Well, yes, yes. And actually, you know, I'm really thinking different and stepping out of the box, doing this cutting-edge uh, grief therapy, uh, because, you know, normally therapists don't do this. This is, no. <laughs> this is not done by therapists. So I'm definitely stepping out, but I, I have, I have no problem with it. It feels absolutely right. Well, but, it works. Uh, and it also, works for a change. The, yeah, and the, and the, um, and I've only gotten, you know, good response from other therapists. They're like, yes. So especially, you know, you, you need to be a licensed therapist in the um, state you practice. You need to be seasoned. You need to and be intuitive also. But seasoned is important because it co- can go into um, on occasion, not maybe ten percent of the time, um, 
a deeper psychotherapy that's deep in the brain. And when the brain goes there, we have to work with it. We can't go, oh, no, can't go there now. We're doing this other. We have to go there. That's why you need to really know what you're doing. You, you know, you have to be really trained. Wow. Well, th- this is this is fascinating. Um, we're we're going to now just take a brief break. Okay. Um, and when we're go- when we come back, we're going to learn more specifically about the kinds of experiences these people are having. Okay. Uh, with EMDR therapy with Dr. Wright, um, you're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our guest is Rochelle Wright, and we'll be right back. to talk about some of the things that are discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the welcoming community at afterlifeforums.com. Roberta and Andrew manage Afterlife Forums in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. If you are very ill, if you have lost a loved one, or if you just wonder about these topics, come and join the fun at afterlifeforums.com. there were a place that was the opposite of civilized and what if it turned out that was the place where human life finally worked when roberta grimes studied the afterlife evidence she learned more than that our lives are eternal she also discovered what we really are and to help us make the most of our lives she's begun the letters from love series of novels begin with my thomas her well-reviewed account of Thomas Jefferson's marriage. Move on to Letter from Freedom, then Letter from Money. They read like fantasy romance, but they are the glorious truth. Available on Amazon.com and in bookstores everywhere. Or stop by robertagrimes.com to learn more. If you're interested in communicating with the people we used to think were dead... Then don't miss the 39th Annual Conference of the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies in Scottsdale, Arizona, next July. The theme of the conference is New Developments in Afterlife Communication. Presenters from as far away as Brazil will be talking about not just mediumship, but also automatic writing and pendulum communication, and the astonishing new field of self-induced direct communication with dead loved ones. Two different presenters are working on telephones that will let us communicate with the dead directly. Go to ASCSI.org now for more information. That's ASCSI.org. Join them next July and be amazed. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking with Dr. Rochelle Wright, who is going to be one of the presenters at the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies Conference in July in Scottsdale. And what Rochelle does is, uh, I mean, I've had some personal experience of it, is extraordinary. It's a technique for enabling people to have personal conversations with, um, encounters with, 
people they would have thought were dead. Um, this is groundbreaking work. Um, Rochelle cautions me that this is one of the kinds of things that people who do EMDR do. It's not, there are a lot of them are doing very much more traditional things with it, with stimulation. And she primarily is now using music to, to help our brains, I guess, to access these very deep feelings, um, and, and thoughts. Um, but all right, let's, Let's go into Rochelle's office. I mean, we've got, um, we're, we're trying to kind of get through some grief. Um, we've discovered that there's someone who can help us. What, what's that experience like, Dr. Dr. Wright? Well, um, there's, they come in, obviously, and they come for a one day only session, and they're with me, uh, five hours, um, or more. Wow. And, uh, it's a, I do this uh, protocol that opens the portal to the afterlife. It takes a while to get there, um, so it's a it's it's a procedure. Um, it's also I might add that it is coming from a wonderful source, and that's what I've called it because I basically you know have the heart uh, and skills to do it, but I. You know, it's something else. I mean, I'm a tool in this process. That's what I would say. I mean, it's happening, but it's coming from this source, the source, as far as as I can see it. It's so, coming from the source. It's coming from um, a wonderful source. Yes, that's what I call it. Uh, yeah. You know, and so what it does, the portal opens the portal, um, the protocol opens the portal to the afterlife. And um, it is a method that appears to resolve sadness and grief and anger and under, and unresolved issues that were apparent when the deceased was alive. It does that. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's in a, like you said, my office is in a therapeutic um, therapy session in the therapist's office, which is, you know, not normally done. And... Um, the results are pretty consistent. I would say um, they're connecting 95% of the time now. Um, and at the very minimum, their sadness is greatly reduced. So, and I say, you know, I'm not in charge. The client's not in charge, you know. I'm just a tool, a conduit um, in the process um, for this healing to take place. So... And what happens is the work, you know, doing this work, it reestablishes the connection to the person that is gone, and it's it's helpful to them in healing. And rather than being cut off from that person and just being in the suffering and pain that goes with it, they are they're able to reestablish a connection. And what does that connection feel like? Is it, what does that connection feel like? I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do. I'm when you ha- uh, talked with Christine because she has I did it with her. She's in the book, um, and she was the first person that I did this protocol with that was hugged and kissed by her husband who's deceased, and it was as surprising to me as it was to her. I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> but it, it's I'm gonna let her physical. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to let Christine explain because she, she's the experiencer, you know, and I'm the one that does yeah. it. So I haven't, uh, you know, I, I think she's the best one to, to talk about that. Um, 
you know, so, uh, and, you know, what we really want to do, because not many people know about this, is uh, to let people know that this um, cutting-edge grief therapy is available. And so it not only relieves their, their grief or reduces their sadness, but changes their lives, because what happens is they also give them a in many cases, advice how to live their life, they will point out where they're getting stuck and to pay attention and move on. It's kind of, it's very interesting. The person yesterday got that. Uh, she was, I'm, I'm not sure of the exact words, but, you know, don't keep giving yourself away. You know, in other words, she was just, that's something she needs to look at. I, you know, I have it there. But, um, huh. yeah, I mean, they, they. So, so they're hearing a voice. They're, they're at the mid, not, not necessarily Christine who had a larger experience, but the typical person who would come to you and would go through this process, the portal is opened. They would feel the presence certainly of the person that they were seeking, but then they would hear, hear the person's talking to them. Well, it, each person gets it in a different way. They can feel a presence. Um, they they can they'll say something. Oh, it seemed like it was in my mind. It, yeah. They'll say um, it's. Um, I heard a voice. They're there. Um, it's each person is different. Just like we're all different, they get it in different ways. And um, and so um, you know, Christine will tell you how she got it. Um, but yesterday, the person I was doing, all of a sudden, she just said, "I feel." The presence. No, she just said, I think, she's here now. Yeah. And she said, there's a chat going on. That's what happened when the connection came on. Wow. And then it went on and on. So she said, I feel a presence. And, um, you know, so it's different. And some people say, I feel something on the right side of me. Uh, they'll see a light. Um, it's just, um, everyone is, you know, it's just different. So there's no... Um, it's not standard way. then. It's there's there's not. Uh, this is a process. It, it's the portal opens and you're not in control. No, as you said, no one's in control no. except the source. Right. I mean, that's what that's what I think. Now, yesterday, the portal was open for two and a half hours. Wow. Two and wow. a half hours. And that's uh, why you need these long five-hour therapy sessions because well, once it and, opens. Yeah, and besides, <laughs> I need you know. There's there's things that I do prior to that. So, yes, we need it. I mean, but it was open, um, you know, uh, that long, wow. and that was, wow. that was wonderful. Uh, so, um, yeah, I was looking at this to see. She just, uh, um, she just was reminded, re- reminded of things, and she was told some things, but I don't, you know, uh, um, something like, that she was giving herself away not to do that. It, and it came up twice. Um, and she said, um, she also got, you know, uh, you, when I'm in my head, I would, when I'm in my heart, I would lose my head. When I'm in my head, I would lose my heart. So you have to, having both at the same time is a key to not only just be in your heart and all the emotions, but to be also connected with your with your head. So I think that was very interesting. Yeah, wow. You know, so, um, and 
at the end of it, I I thought this is the last thing that she said. And said she said it's no wonder the soul couldn't stay. It was just a visit. And then she said, this is more of a fact that what happened. It's not a hurtful thing. Yeah. This okay. is after twenty nine years. And and this is the, something that um, I noticed when I saw your presentation a couple of years ago. Um, that that it, the people there were several people there who had had this experience and you had a film about with some of them um right. it was striking they would be asked how how painful it was or where the grief was and for some it was off the charts they were they were so uh you know 10 plus plus or whatever mm-hmm. and then after they'd gone through this process with you it would be two <laughs> or, right well or, now uh-huh correct and now when i ask her at the end she said it's a zero it's a zero. It's a zero, you know. It was all all healed then in that experience. Yeah, she said, uh, it's no, it's a zero, she said. And then she said, it's no wonder the soul couldn't stay. It was just a visit. Just a visit. Just a visit. And it's, she said it's more um, more of a fact that happened. It's not a hurtful thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. But people do, the person has to be gone for a year before we do it. Roberta, it it needs to be, um, you know, it needs to be what, a year what, or longer. Why do you think that is? What, why do you think that would be? Well, um, I was told they need, they need time to settle in, and the person needs time to kind of to work work with it themselves. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Craig Hogan told, told me that. I believe he's the one that told me that, too. And I, you know, being who I am, okay, I think I'm going to try, well, I, at the beginning, a couple of people really wanted to come, uh, and it wasn't a year. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to try and see what happens. And they do not get the connections that people get if they wait a year or longer. Uh-huh. In this case, okay. it's 29 years. I've had people <laughs> a with a grandfather that his grandfather was gone 48 years. So, But it does to be one year. And huh. I think they, what I have also noticed, because, you know, I'm feeling my way in this. This is all new. And uh, yeah. I notice that right at first, after someone passes, they will come up within the first week or so. I've had that they will happen. Come up. What, what do you mean? They, they will, will come, come into the session and talk and all and so forth. They will. Um, I know I had a, a client who came in and, uh, on a Tuesday morning, and a regular client, and on Saturday night, uh, one of her tenants had passed. And uh, not in the best manner, and she was very distraught. And so I was able to, I said, okay, well, just, you know, put yourself back in the situation when you found it and you walked, whatever, you found out. And all of a sudden, the person came up and just said, explained, and I mean, it was amazing. And I had a, not very long ago, I had a, a because she'd only passed shortly, her her son was killed in a motorcycle accident at 27, I think oh, in August. Boy. In August, but she was so distraught. I said, "Well, you know, she lives she lives around Gig Harbor." So I said, I'll "Come in, and I can see you for an hour and a half anyway." And, but interesting, she came in two different times. The second time, he came up, and he said a lot to her. She'd had a dream, so I went back into the dream. And brought and it just all opened up. And he talked to her. He said she had a lot of work to do first, and uh, you know, um, 
and he just, I can't remember it. They don't have my notes but in front of me. But in those two cases, they came up, and another case that came up when it was right away, you know. But I, I don't. Yeah. I don't do it on purpose right away. I just it just happened with these people. But I noticed that right after they pass, they will come up. But then yeah, we need that, to wait that's, a year. Um, that's consistent, I think. With one of the things I love about doing this work is that what we learn from one area of it, we are also learning from another area and another area. And people do seem to be in closer contact with their loved ones here. Right after the death, or you know, just period shortly after the death, and they communicate with them in various ways. So I'm not at all surprised that there that people you're working with would have people who had immediately died come through, especially in a case like like a son. He would be desperate to comfort his mother, and he was Um, comforting her. I mean, really comforting her. She was very distraught, and so um, so that was good. I mean, I think it really helped her to have that happen and wow and after, of course it did yeah and of then after course. a year she's going to come back um yeah for a for a full gc but um so uh, all this work is just uh is very interesting and and i just i try i roberta i try to stay just focused in what i'm doing i mean i know people like to read other books about other people and what they're doing and stuff but I just get the sense that I need to stay focused and on the path what I'm doing. So I yeah. I do that pretty consistently. Cause well, that that makes sense too because you you want to you're you're a pioneer in a field which uh, will be really big. I think it's going to be huge because. Um, as people come more and more one by two by three to understand that life is eternal, more and more, uh, they're going to want to know how to make that connection. And there you will be waiting. and You'll have developed this great, great technique. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about our conference, because there are several really cutting-edge things being done that are people will hear about there for the first time, and they'll be demonstrated. Um, people... People have no idea. They know about mediums, but um, that's just a tiny part now of the ways in which people are communicating with their dead loved ones. Right. Um, and anyone who's hearing uh, what we're saying, go to ASCSI.org, and you can see what Rochelle's doing and a lot of other people, too, who are going to be part of this conference in July. So when people come into your office, they've had this wonderful experience, you you generally find that, Ninety-five percent, you said, of connect. people who come to you do connect. They connect, yes, and you know, at the minimum, um, their sadness is greatly reduced. I've never had anyone. Well, I've never had anyone leave that that didn't feel better than when they came. That's for sure. Yeah, um, and and one thing I wanted to be real clear about is I'm not a medium. See, no. this, this at all, I'm not a medium at all. This comes to the person. It doesn't come to me, and I'm writing it down. So I don't have a clue what's going to be coming to the other person. I can't I, tell I think that, that. That's a very important point. This is a scientific technique. Um, it's a, it's a, a therapeutic technique, which you're teaching other therapists to use, right? And yes. it works for them as well. Yes, yes. 
and I have been training one-to-one up until just lately, but now I I have two group um, trainings, uh, one February 28th and March 1st, and one March 28th and 29th in Gig Harbor. So I'm going to be training then like six to eight people at a time, So because it's a really intense training. So that's all I will train at a time, but... Um, I'm going to start Rochelle, through. How, how would they get in touch with you? To tell me what, what what's your website and what how, how do we contact it's, you? It's um, RochelleWright.com. It's R O C H E L L E W R I G H T dot com. Yes, uh-huh. RochelleWright.com. And, and, and there's a contact uh, button or something there, I would assume. RochelleWright.com. And then my email address address is Rochelle at RochelleWright.com. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and so anyone who's interested in learning more would perhaps like a session or maybe would like to be trained. People from all over the country are are, are experiencing, having these experiences, right? So, Right. Uh, oh, yes. People have been coming, flying from Florida, you know, to Washington and, yeah. and Texas. I mean, all over to come here. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's wonderful. And, yes. Well, this is exciting. Next, when we come back, we're going to be actually speaking with someone who had, who was the first person that Rochelle ever uh, did this with, who actually was hugged by her husband. Um, and this is, I can't wait to hear about this. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. You are an eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And really knowing that changes everything. Our guest today is Rochelle Wright, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to talk about some of the things that are discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the welcoming community at afterlifeforums.com. Roberta and Andrew manage Afterlife Forums in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. If you are very ill, if you have lost a loved one, or if you just wonder about these topics, come and join the fun at AfterlifeForums.com. If you are interested in communicating with the people we used to think were dead, then don't miss the 39th Annual Conference of the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies in Scottsdale, Arizona, next July. The theme of the conference is New Developments in Afterlife Communication. Presenters from as far away as Brazil will be talking about not just mediumship, but also automatic writing and pendulum communication and the astonishing new field of self-induced direct communication with dead loved ones. Two different presenters are working on telephones that will let us communicate with the dead directly. Go to ASCSI.org now for more information. That's ASCSI.org. Join them next July and be amazed. What if there were a place that was the opposite of civilized? And what if it turned out that was the place where human life finally worked? When Roberta Grimes studied the afterlife evidence, she learned more than that our lives are eternal. She also discovered what we really are. And to help us make the most of our lives, she's begun the Letters from Love series of novels. Begin with My Thomas, 
her well-reviewed account of Thomas Jefferson's marriage. Move on to Letter from Freedom, then Letter from Money. They read like fantasy romance, but they are the glorious truth. Available on Amazon.com and in bookstores everywhere. Or stop by robertagrimes.com to learn more. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking with Dr. Rochelle Wright, who's a therapist who has pioneered a groundbreaking method uh, for people who are in grief to contact with those they think they thought they'd lost and and have their grief um, allayed at least so they can go on with their lives. Um, the the program or the, the system is called Guided Afterlife Connections. And Rochelle has a book out. You can get it on Amazon. It's excellent. I've read it called Guided Afterlife Connections. Um, one of the things that um, is exciting about this show for me is we're going to now get to talk with someone who is the first person, and I was corrected during the break, the first person Rochelle ever did this therapy with whose husband hugged and kissed her during the experience. Um, so, Rochelle, welcome back. Um, Thank you. It, wait, why don't we introduce your friend Christine, and, and we'll, we'll hear what Christine has to tell us. Right. Uh, Christine's right here, and uh, in the book, she's on page uh, 109. So I'm going to put Christine on, and here she is. Hello, Roberta. Hello, Christine. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I, we're, I, this is something which I find kind of unbelievable, that you had what amounted to a hug and a kiss from your husband. Can you tell us your story a little bit? Your husband transitioned ahead of you, and you were in grief, and you found Rochelle, and what happened? Uh, well, that's, that, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yes, um, I did the first year. Uh, well, actually, I found Rochelle about nine months into it, um, and, of course, she informed me at that point that I had to wait the year and to call her back at that time. So in the first year, I had seen a medium a few times, which was comforting because at least I could hear, um, you know, have communication from from my husband which helped greatly, but I was always, you know, looking for um, more, and I thought, you know, I, I could hear him myself because we both believed in, in spiritualism and, and, you know, communicating, and I didn't. So at any rate, finding Michelle was, you know, a godsend at the time. So when I did have my connection, it prof- my, my uh, ex- uh, session, it profound- profoundly changed how I um, was grieving. It, because I could talk to him and feel him, as we were saying, kissing him and hugging him, him kissing me and hugging me. Um, so, was, so you're sitting there and you feel him put his arms around you and hug you. Um, well, what I felt was this cold sensation on my body when he hugged yes. me, and then yes. uh, and then um, in on when he kissed me, I felt this cold sensation around my lips as well because not only was he. <laughs> you know, leaning over to kiss me, but I could feel it with a cold sensation. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I, that, that rings absolutely true because people, everyone who has had contact with uh, with people who have transitioned, their their bodies, their ethereal bodies are actually uh, cold compared to the temperature of our bodies. That's how we sense them. Isn't that fascinating? Were you hearing his voice? Yes, I, I heard his voice um, throughout the, the whole connection. I could hear I don't know if you want to say his thoughts, 
but um, it was a definite, definite conversation between the, the two of us. People would want to know, were you getting validating things? Was he saying things only he would have known? Um, oh, absolutely. Giving yeah. you that kind of information. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He, he walked me through a field holding my hand, and we talked about things, and he went fishing, and, um, you know, all the things that were rele- relevant to his life or our lives together. I wow. met him, I met him when I was 17, and he was 22, and that was 35 years together, so, you know, we had um, a great life together Yeah. for those years. When, when did he transition? He transitioned in December of '09, um, after so about a 15-month, um, you know, fight with uh, cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so that's uh, it, it's been re- it's relatively recent still. Oh, it's, that... yeah, it's four years and a, almost a month. So I still have that, you know, date. In in one other session, he brought butterflies all um, all over. It was. Um, it was just really another profound experience to have all the butterflies. And there was one on my nose at that time that he <laughs> kind of, you know, um, made leave my nose. But uh, all the different uh, different um, experiences that I've had um, with connecting with him have been very profound. And the messages that he gives, um, they do come to change our lives, to, to lead us, you know, to where we're, we reduce that sadness and like I always say to Rochelle, had I not had the session with her, I can't imagine where I would be as far as, yeah. you know, I'm, I still miss him every day, of course. But right. um, it has absolutely, like I said, to begin with, profoundly changed the way I do grieve. Yeah. Um, and did, does he tell you about his life there? What, what What's he up to when he's not talking with you? Does he talk about that? Well, the one thing he did say is that he f- was fishing. Um <laughs> He did love. Isn't that great? (laughs) It's it's wonderful that they they're the same people, aren't they? He was just the same person he was when he was alive. Yes, and they they enjoy the same kinds of things. Um, in that period after, they transition as they were enjoying when they were here. That's fun. That's fun to hear. And I always always see him in some kind of a white garment. Um, you know, a garment that you know you may not even see here on Earth, as I saw him in one session that um. It just was a, a fantastic white outfit. So that what, what does it what does it look like? I'm curious to hear because we've had to script. This is they, they call them spirit robes. Some of them do, um, but it's it's white. Sometimes it's ir- sort of iridescent, or it, it has a, a shine of a color to it, or a pearlescence to it. Um, you, you does it have long sleeves? It does have long sleeves, and the the one white. Um, top that I seen them in our shirt, whatever you whatever you'd like to call it. It was um like a button shirt, but it also had like a shirt over it and it was all connected. It it uh um uh, it, it's even hard to describe. It just was uh, nothing that I'd ever seen before. Yeah. Um but they but they do have bodies. Oh absolutely, uh, yes. And and he looked young again, yes. young at, yes, yes he he always looks healthy. Yeah. Um but they they often will look to be somewhere around thirty or or even somewhat younger um, or somewhat older, but but much younger. They very often much younger than they, they looked when they died. Um, oh, absolutely! And thank you, God, healthy. Yes, <laughs> it, yes. It, that that body is impervious to any kind of illness. 
Oh, definitely, yes. He doesn't have gray hair, and, you know, he looks like maybe, you know, if I'd had to guess about 40, where, you know, he was his body's totally fit and, like I say, healthy and, and uh, happy uh, is another thing that, you know, they show us. Yeah. So, so... You probably want to do this all the time, right? Are you have you done this a lot since well, since be, you did the first one? Well, because I live right here in Gig Harbor, which was a big surprise to find out that Rochelle was right here, um, I will I've been able to have a couple dreams um, open up and see where where they go because the dream stops abruptly. And it's like, well, what 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 was that all about? What did we you know what did we want? So she um, Rochelle has uh, done a couple dreams for me, so that that kind of helped in telling me what the dream is about, and um, and then he comes back in. So so these are dreams you had with your husband in them, and yes. you were, mm-hmm. and you didn't know what they meant, and, and this the same source that all of this is coming from was able to give you that insight. Exactly. The, some of the dreams are uh, that I'm always trying to find him, and, and then the people in the dream won't give me his address. And so one stopped at giving me an address, but it was a, a strange address. So uh, I did research on that, and we went into that, and it, it did some clarifying, but it's it's kind of, you know, beyond our <laughs> capacity of thinking, our realm. Um, but I just recently over the weekend had another dream that I wanted to have um, his, tech, his phone number so I could text him. And I'm always, <laughs> one of my reoccurring dreams always is trying to find him. So yeah. on occasions, then we go and open those dreams to see, you know, what what the message is that I'm not getting or remembering in my dream. That then it comes, you know, through a little mini um, session. One of the things people uh, are are you know do report is that since our minds are sort of less guarded when we're sleeping, we often do get communications when we're sleeping that that we remember as dreams and uh that's uh this is a, this is wonderful thank you so much for sharing with with us your experience uh and so you would enthusiastically recommend that anyone who is in grief should um and she's in gig gig harbor washington that's correct that's where she mm-hmm. um that you they would go to rochellewright.com and which i gather you maintain for her well, I don't do the website, but I do maintain the Facebook page. The Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if just to contact Rochelle Wright and just to learn a bit more about um, about what people like Christine are, are experiencing um, makes sense if anybody is in grief. Because as I say, I've met other people, and you're such as, yours is a wonderful story, Christine. Um, but, uh, but this isn't unique. This is the kind of thing, apparently, that happens 95% of the time when people um, contact someone who does uh, this, uh, the, the th- kind of therapy that Rochelle has pioneered. It's very exciting. Well, it's good to talk with you, Christine, and, and thank you so much for being part of this. Um, I'll just, uh, uh, Maybe briefly, we're we're coming to the end of our hour. I'd just like to speak with Rochelle just for a minute, and then we'll we'll sort of wrap it up. But thank you so much, Christine, and b- blessings on you. Good luck with all of this. Thank you very much, and I do highly recommend it. Here's <laughs> thank Rochelle. You. Hello, Roberta. That was great. That was really great. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, the things that she said, anyone who does a lot of this work, part of what's exciting about it is when you talk to someone like that who's had, I've had no contact with her, the things she says about that experience are the same kinds of sort of 
parameters, as you know, as everybody else who's had who's been in contact that way with a with a person who has transitioned. It's all one reality. It's it's just they're just in a different level of it. It is quite quite exciting. It is. It is very well, exciting. So just just one more time, it's RochelleWright.com, Rochelle at RochelleWright.com. For anyone who's interested either in hearing about being a therapist, perhaps, or in uh, having a, a session w- or two with Rochelle to to try to see whether they can't and have a, the kind of happy future Christine now is enjoying. Um, to have people you loved never leave your life, uh, it seems to me, is is the core of the joy that you're giving them, knowing that those people are not just alive, but they're right there with them. Right. Um, so again, Rochelle is going to be at the ASCSI.org conference, New Developments in Afterlife Communication. It's going to be held in Scottsdale in July. So uh, to, to experience this and many other people who are also doing pioneering work, go to check out ASCSI.org. Uh, and uh, anything, any last-minute thought or two that you might have, Rochelle, about what what you're doing? I'm sorry. Would you say that again? Oh, do you have any last-minute sort of thought about this? Just your, you are accepting people who might oh, want to be trained. Oh, yes. And on my website, there are therapists who've been trained all over the United States and in the UK. So they can, all, if they live somewhere else, they can go to another therapist. But um, I think the the uh, final thought is that. Uh, it is to connect rather than being told to forget their loved ones. And so when they yeah. can connect, it, it's just very different. Yes, yes. This isn't move on. This is heal, heal the past and go together into the future. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that makes all the difference in the world. So yes. wherever you are in the country, if you feel you can't sort of go to Washington, there are, is probably someone near you. If you go to RochelleWright.com, who can, uh, there's probably someone near you who can do the kind of therapy that she does. Yes, there, there would, there would be. And I so appreciate, um, being on your show. This is very nice and it helps get the word out and that's what we'd like to do. Well, Thank you so much for being here. Now, next week, our guest will be Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who's a prolific medium, and she will also be presenting at the conference doing mirror gazing and um, dream therapy. So she's amazing. You've got to join us next week. And meanwhile, visit afterlifeforums.com. Join the discussion there. And now go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are an eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.